Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Good evening and welcome to Chow and Live. This is the big match preview coming to you live from the Valley on your Thursday evening. And not only is it the big match preview looking ahead to West Bromwich Albion, but it's a special show as well because on tonight's show we're going to be looking back at Matt Southall's first press conference uh, as Addicts chairman. He was here at the Valley alongside Steve Gallen uh, and of course the boss Lee Boyer uh, talking all things ESI uh, for a press conference today. We're going to hear a few clips uh, from that press conference and we're going to discuss them ourselves. In the studio to do that with me, uh, over on my right hand side, Mr. Lewis the Cat Cat. How you doing Lewis? Yeah, good mate, you alright? Yeah, yeah, not too bad. He had a good week? Yeah, good mate, not too bad. Yeah. Looking forward to Saturday. Excellent yeah. stuff. And uh, Tom Wallen managed to drag yourself away from one cat to sit next to another. Uh, yeah. You've been playing with your new kitten all week, but you're here, you're here this evening. How are you doing? Glad you said it like that. Yeah, <laughs> I'm all right, thanks. Happy yeah. New Year, everyone. And, and to you, of course. And uh, been out playing Pokemon Go today. Uh, Nathan Muller, uh, how are you? You all right? Yeah, I love a bit of Pokemon. Yeah. You'd, what, are you telling me you don't like a bit of Pokey? Pokey? Pokemon, Mom? <laughs> Yeah, it's been alright. Yeah, it's been, been brilliant, mate. Living the dream as always. Excellent Delighted stuff. Delighted to be surrounded by you, boys. Yeah, Not a dream. Well, yeah, excellent <laughs> stuff. So, like I say, it's been a fascinating uh, day at the Valley uh, today. Uh, Matt Southall giving his first press conference. Of course, he did an interview with Ollie Groom uh, during the week, but he had a, a press conference today, and there's, there's been so much that's been going on around on you know various local news sites and and the news this week there, there were so many questions so it was a really good uh, press conference we're going to hear a few clips of it of course if you want to watch the entire press conference you can do that on the uh, uh, on, on the Charlton official YouTube page uh, and I advise that uh, you to do that once you've listened to our podcast as well to make sure you get the full picture uh, but there's plenty of things to talk about and we're going to hear from, from Matt Southall on Lee Bayer's deal which is obviously a, a, a big question that Charlton fans Lyle Taylor's future um, why ESI have chosen Charlton in the first place uh, and then we're also going to hear from Steve Gallen a bit we'll hear from Boyer as well during those questions we're going to hear from Steve Gallen uh, in terms of transfer details as well of course we're in the middle of the January transfer window now uh, as well so plenty of things to to talk about of course at the end we'll look ahead to West Brom a bit but like I say it's been a bit of a momentous day here at the Valley today and we are going to focus mainly uh, on the press conference now first thing first I think the most important thing um of course, for everyone, is the future of the manager. Now, it's been an interesting week in terms of that. So you would have seen in Matt Southall's interview with the club on uh, Tuesday evening, I think it was, it came out on Monday evening. I've lost track of days because still, I'm still in Christmas mode, um, which is probably not, not a good idea because that ended quite a long time ago. Um, but uh, Matt said in that interview uh, that he was hoping to sit down with Lee once the transfer window's dealt with, you know, we'll worry about it then. Then, of course, this morning there was quotes on the South London Press website from Boyer uh, saying he'd actually like to get it done a bit sooner than that um he wanted to get it done but also in that story he, he did say um that matt has said well they'll sit down and talk about that so i mean obviously that's interesting there's slightly two slightly different stories coming out there um so arguably that was probably the most important thing that matt was asked about today uh matt was asked for an update uh, on the situation with lee Bayer's contract we had the conversation yesterday and obviously i've, I've seen what what, what lee said um, and obviously the board have taken note of that. You know, and I've brought that forward. Uh, his agent's coming to the game uh, on Saturday. Uh, he actually uh, received an offer this morning. Um, so myself and Rob will will sit down uh, and we'll, we'll hammer it out. You know, I've made no secret from day one. Uh, Lee was an integral part of why we kind of came into this. You know, he's young. Uh, you know, in 18 months, where he's taken the club. You know, from League One mid-table to to here, it, it's fantastic on the resources he's had, um, and obviously his backroom staff, Steve. I just we feel that with our backing and our resources, it, you know, it, listen, clubs came in for him. I know that he knows that. Everybody knows that it was widely reported. 
I told him I wanted him to stay. Um, so, yeah, for me, it is a priority getting it done. And I honestly believe that me and Rob will sort it out and I think we'll, we'll, we'll get it done. Listen, it's only good for the club going forward. You know, as he rightly said, players that he's meeting with, they want to know, you know, Lee is top of the footballing part of this club. Yeah? So they want to know, well, if you've only got six months left on your contract, where does that leave me? If I'm committing to the club for three and a half years, you know, you could be gone in six months. And I get it. I do get it. You know, at the time, I kind of felt, you know, that there's a lot of things to do. You know, in an ideal situation, we would have come in, um, you know, mid-October, I would have been able to finalise you know, Lee's contract, Lyle's contract, get to the January window, push on, strengthen, uh, and obviously stay in, stay in the championship. That's, that's a priority. Obviously, you know, fast forward, we are where we are. Um, but no, that's, that's my main priority now. Getting Lee tied down, and then obviously we can move on, we can, we can bring in the players that we've identified to, to bring in. If I can ask you then, uh, obviously that's a big development for, for your future. How pleased are you that it's come around like that and worked out that way, and how much you, I expect, looking forward to staying at Charlton and being part of this project? The most important thing for me is that the club moves forward and whether it's me or somebody else, the most important person is the manager for stability for the football club. Um, like I said in the interview this morning, that I don't know how many players I've sat down with and their first question, like Steve will be able to tell you as well, their first question is what's happening with you? So... I don't want that to be the case. I want to be here for, for years to come. Everybody knows how I feel about the, the, the club. Like I started here as a, as a kid and then now I'm manager. And have we done well? Yes, of course we have. To, to turn it around, when I first walked through the club, uh, walked through the doors, the, the, the club was in a bad place. and No one can, can deny that. But the most important thing for me is, yes, I want to sign a contract. Um, the sooner the better for me. Uh, the chairman is saying that a new offer's gone through. I've just found that out because my, my agent's in uh, is in LA at the moment, and and I've been at work all all morning. So, so I will sit down and well, not sit down. I will speak to the agent later on once I, I know what's what. And, and if we ain't quite there, I don't know what it is. But we have Saturday. Um, that's why I said Saturday is a big day for regarding the contract because they're both going to be sitting in the same room. And the most important thing is, is for me is that, that we can come to an agreement because I want to be part of this journey because we finally have some backing. We, we have the chairman and, and his group that's come in and, and are talking positive things and want to take the club forward. So everything that I'm hearing is positive and I want to be part of this journey. We've, we've come on a journey so far. I want to be part of the next part of this journey. So... I'm excited. That's right, Amy, for my TV. Do you mind just clarifying how long the deal yeah, is? Yeah, sure. From the outset, obviously, our, our intention was to come in with a long-term strategy. So with that in mind, Lee's been offered a five-year deal uh, because I feel that that gives him uh, the opportunity to grow with us and, and build with us. Like I mentioned about the academy, we bring players through. You know, I've asked Lee, I've, I've said, I, I want you to go down. I want you to, you know, have a look at the 16s, have a look at the 18s. You know, you might see a, an under-16 player and go, do you know what, you can come with me. You know, when you're a young player and you see the first-team manager there, it gives you that bit of confidence, you know. So, I, I, I said in my interview, you know, we need to be Category 1 within three years. That's realistic. And that's building from there is how we're going to build it sensibly and sustainably. So, yeah, Lee's been offered a five-year deal um, because I, I think he's the person that can... I, I believe he can, he can really, really be successful at this club. So there we go. That was Matt Southall talking about offering Lee Bowyer a five-year contract. Now, is that the sort of stability that we're desperate for at this club? The, the sort of stability that we haven't had at this football club for a long time, Lewis? Uh, or, I mean, he still has to sign it, I guess, before we get too carried away. But, I mean, considering where some of us were this morning when we saw, when, when we saw, you know, by, by uh, wanting to, to get this sorted, we're thinking, oh, God, that doesn't quite 
line up with what Matt said the other day. So all of a sudden, for for them for them to go, okay, five year deal. Let's let, let's stop messing around. Let's let's deal with this. I mean, my initial reaction when I saw five years was like, oh, hello, that's good. Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's all like one extreme to the other, isn't it? Like we've we've been so used to seeing these one year sort of rolling contracts and and interim contracts that he's he's sort of worked under for the last couple of seasons now. <laughs> I, I personally believe it's it's a it's a great decision. I think that for us now, especially going into a bit of a new era and into the unknown, it's nice to know that you've got the stability of of having a manager that that the fans adore, sort of tied down to a deal like that. I mean, sort of a five year deal in in management is you, know, you don't you don't see it an awful lot these days. So they are, they're obviously very keen to keep him, and I think they can see you know from their first sort of first week at the club or so that that he's an integral part of of what we've achieved last season and and what we're looking to continue to achieve now that we're in the championship obviously we've we've now got their backing and everything as well so he's going to be have a lot more resources to hand he's going to be able to to easily be more supported in the in the transfer market and and financially backed on decisions and everything so I think that I, I think it's a it's a real positive, and and when I saw the news this morning, uh, you know, I, I text you sort of a kind of concerned at the way it, it read, but then after hearing the uh, the press conference this afternoon, it's it's nice. It, it feels like the right decision, and I'm and I'm really happy for for Bose because mm. if anyone deserves it, it, it's him. Yeah, Timsey's tweeting in saying, "Yeah, that that that's commitment. That's the commitment we want to see, Tom, from the owners." So the manager, um, the, a problem we had under the previous ownership is that managers chopped and changed too too often. There was never a chance to build up some momentum, perhaps, which obviously we have done over the last eighteen months under Lee Bowyer. Um, obviously, the way the story's gone this week, I mean, you'll, we'll never know for certain what happens behind the scenes. And you know, we we like I said, we saw what what Matt had to say on Monday uh, when he spoke to. When he when he spoke to Wally, um, and obviously, like we said, it, it felt like a story had changed, and, and Lee came to the press, which is reasonably interesting. Mm. Um, so it's hard to decide how to read it. Do you read it as, you know, Matt Matt said something that he thought would be fine, but now he's seen actually the the, the way it could be dealt with sooner, and and he's actually corrected if almost a mistake, if if that's fair to call it, if it's too early to call it that, if it's just you know not a miscalculation, because um, obviously Bayer's come out to the press and, and spoken about it, but it's hopefully been addressed now. So you you don't want someone who's not going to say something, realise actually that's not quite right and then not put it right, which is perhaps something that's happened over the last six years as yeah. well. That, that's perhaps something you can take positive out of that. Definitely, and you you don't want a feud this early on between a manager and an owner as well, which this could easily have broken into in, in a, another scenario, but I read it pretty much with a straight bat. I think Matt wanted to get transfers over the line first because we need the players in, given the injuries we've got, and given that you've only got a limited window to actually get those players in. I think that was why he set that out as priority. I think probably Bowyer and, and Gallen and a couple of others have said, look, we want to get players over the line, but we can't do that without tying Bowyer down first. And here's the reasons why. And Matt, who's someone who's less experienced in football uh, than those two, has looked at the evidence and gone, do you know what? You're right. Fair enough. Let's sit down and do it now. So I'd like to think that there's three or four grown men there working it out as they should. Um, and Lewis is right. The last five, six years, we've not necessarily had those people in place to be able to do that because they've been strange decisions and not necessarily lies but we've been told things one week you know that you think of Bob Peters being told his job was secure and then go in and then lose on coming in to be the next Alex Ferguson and Fry coming in as interim in inverted commas all these sort of things this one seems very much as I say played with a straight bat from both sides and I think we'll all sit around this table and agree that Boya staying it is a good thing um, and also vital for the certainly the short to mid-term future of Charlton um, getting these players over the line and, and trying to improve them and, and stabilising this season and building on that how much further he can take this side will be interesting because he is still a very young manager but if we can get that contract over the line in the next few days I'll be absolutely delighted mm. Do you think that uh, one of my initial reactions is uh, sort of as the afternoon has gone on Nath, is that well, it shows that Lee Bowie has got a fair bit of he's in a strong position if we put it that way because you know he can he can come out and speak to the SLP and uh, get get that addressed um, you know in, in the media and then all of a sudden there's a you know there's a contract sent over so I mean it, sh- it shows Bayer knows he's in a strong position but it also sh- like I say it shows that I mean you, Matt clearly knows that you can't you. 
don't repeat the mistakes of the previous regime, one of which was getting rid of Powell very early. You know, and, and, and you hope to think that Matt, Matt would learn from that. I mean, there's plenty more stuff that's come out of the press conference today that I think is very positive as well, uh, which we'll hear from. But, but it, it does show that, you know, hopefully things are changing for the better here. When, when a mistake's been made, then, then it's been corrected. Yeah, I think, we've, um, <clears throat> I think we spoke on Sunday, really, about Matt and how he's gone about, the, the, you know, initially... How he's he's gone about the club, and I think it was quite important that Bose was there with Matt there today because most times, not all the times, but you have takeovers. It's usually just the owners that grill. But I think it shows a, quite a bit. Uh, what's the word am I looking for? A bit of unity, really. Um, and a bit, and like Tom said, they're both sort of honest people, and I think it was really quite powerful for them to be there. And I think obviously looking at the, the transcript to the conference, I think Bose jumped in a couple of times, and so they're all reading off the same page, but. Yeah, no, I think it was a really, really, he's come across really well, Matt, and um, he just seems quite genuine. I know it's early days, but from 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 the get-go, he's been up front, he's visible, um, he always asks a question, and I think we'll probably talk more anyway, but just the way that he's honest in terms of, like, he might make a decision that might not be popular, but at the end of the day, his job is to be a custodian of this football club. And I think that's a good thing. But I think him and Bose there today, I think it was showing really good, strong unity there. Mm. And, and I guess, Lewis, like, you know, like we mentioned the five years. That, that stability, that that sort of thing, that, that that's what we want. We we want, you know, we we heard from Matt. He wants Lee to, to build to build something special here. And and again, that's exactly what it, how it should be. Yeah, exactly. And it is the stability we need. And also, we mentioned earlier about, about loyalty, you know, where sort of we've now finally the ownership are putting their you're putting their trust in Lee Bowyer and, and rewarding him with a long contract after you know he's been approached numerous times he could have left in the summer and he's he's stuck by us and now it seems like the club is is sort of finally sticking by him and it's it's exciting because, you know obviously like we say he's got to sign it yet and I'm I'm pretty confident that he's going to and I'm I'm really excited for the future of this football club. It's um it's really refreshing to see these press conferences mm. and everything. Yeah. And it's easy to get carried away because you know we had this the uncertainty when Roland came in with <laughs> press conferences. But this this feels completely different, even from the offset. Mm. You know, it's, yeah. they've done their research on the football club and everything, and it, and it, it seems really really genuine. And I'm I'm really excited. Yeah, Super Clive ninety eight said on the Charlton Life Forum that five years for Lee Bay is great. Let's hope that the rest of the contract details are acceptable to him because of course it could be a five year contract where he's getting paid in watsits or something like you know obviously it's something it's something you know the, the, the terms of the deal will be looked at um, you know Bose's agent's going to be a Saturday um, so it'd be interesting it'd be interesting to see what Bose says on, on Saturday if, if he's man- you know, had a chance to, to, to view uh, the contract properly now obviously uh, something else that's come up in the course of the last few days is the Lyle Taylor contract situation I think I was, I've completely lost track of days this week but I think it was Tuesday morning uh, when Richard had the story uh, that Lyle Taylor's contract offer had been withdrawn. Um, he'd, he'd been offered one by ESI, and Matt Southall decided to withdraw it. Um, obviously, that's a fascinating situation as well. Uh, Matt Southall was asked about that, um, you know, with, with the deal off the table. Uh, he's asked if that could change uh, at all uh, before the end of the month. Of course, listen, it, it could always change, but that, that's ultimately down to the player. Um, from the opening statement was to tie Lee down, to tie Lyle down, and you know that's not changed. Um, we made the offer uh, quite a few weeks ago. Um, I met with the players' representative. We had discussions, and it, it, the ball was in in, in the representative court. And I felt that for, for the, the, the long term and what I was trying to do at the club and the, the model that I was trying to implement, I felt it was a fair offer. I thought it was a very good offer. It was, it was way above the model. Listen, I get, you know, the players that we're trying to bring in now, you know, are not obviously our best players. You know, there will be marquee signings and there will be contracts where we have to go over and above to keep players in the door, you know, bring in players that we feel are going to, you know, strengthen the team. You know, as, as, as Lee mentioned yesterday on the phone to me, you know, when he was at Newcastle, they had Alan Shearer. You know, so the reputation for us, where you know we were at a certain level, it, it, 
listen, it's, it's, a new, it's a new dawn here. So, as I said in my, my initial interview, I'm trying to build sensibly, build sustainably, but ultimately I, I won't go over and above to anything and commit the long-term stability of the club to something that, we, that, that isn't sustainable. So, in, long story short, I felt that it was in the interest of the club to withdraw the offer. The door's not shut. You know, the player, he did, he did have a day or so. The representative had a day or so. I was down the training ground. The player was down the training ground. He could have come and spoke to me. Um, but like I said, the, door, the door's not shut. Do I want to sell him? No, I don't want to sell him. Does Lee want to sell him? Does he heck? You know, that's going to do nothing for the club. So, at the, you know, he's our player. And if he stays till the end of the season, brilliant. If he comes to me and says... Right, let's get around the table. Let, let's let's do this. You know, like I did with Rob. Let's get in. Let's do this. I want to be part of this. Then, yeah, of course, my door's open. Lee's door's open. We're trying our best to keep keep the best players. As I've said, Lyle is not for sale. If he, you know, if, even if he doesn't sign a new deal, he's here until the end of the season. Interesting stuff then. So I'd put it to you, Tom, that that was some pretty strong words from Matt Southall and Lyle Taylor's contract situation. Did you read it that way? It's a bit of a, you know, it's it's, it's very much the balls in Lyle Taylor's court now. Two big characters, and uh, I think they both both know what they're after. Um, I think Lyle knows, and I, I've said this before. I think when Rich put that that. Uh, piece out in the middle of December about him when Boya came out and said look he's rejected a contract I said look he, he's probably got one big move left in him in terms of a career and I'm not going to begrudge him that move he's probably earned it based on his form for us um, and if it's a case that he doesn't want to play here which I, I don't know if it is but if it is then uh, you know Ollie's interview with uh, Andre Green the other day he talks about the harmony in the camp and a player like that could disrupt it so if that was the case then then I think it's the right move for everybody. However, if he wants to stay and it's just that we're offering him something that he thinks is unreasonable, then he's got a right to have that discussion with him. And again, someone like Matt Southall, okay, he's come out and he's been quite bullshy um, in, in what he's saying, but he's the sort of person that you'd imagine, as he said there, that he could sit opposite Lyle and, and have a discussion, as opposed to previously, if Lyle needed that discussion, who who does he go to? Uh, there was no one here to do it, really, apart from maybe Steve Gallen possibly representing the directorship so I think it it's a conversation that needs to happen sooner rather than later because the longer this goes on it isn't good for anybody it's not good for the club it's not good for Lyle's reputation here because let's remember what he has done for the club and there are people you know that have started to perhaps fall out with him slightly particularly across social media over the last few months and you know we don't want that he's going to go down as one of those players who made a big difference here whether he stays or not Um, and I think it's a case of just getting it resolved and the sooner it does it's, I think it's best for every party and also would obviously free up a bit of wages and potentially some money for us to go out and get some more players as well. So I think we need to get it done, whichever way it is. I personally would like to see him stay at least till the end of the season, but um, what will be, will be. Now, if every team has a budget, every team has a wage structure, mm-hmm. um, you know, how much they're willing to spend on, on, on a player. I mean, some, I imagine most clubs sometimes, if there's a great player and they really want to keep on him, you know, keep keep him on, they'll go over there their budget but I guess there's a limit um, we don't know what Lyle Taylor's asking for or what he expects to get from elsewhere um, we, we don't know that we so it's, it's hard you know and I, I don't always like talking about a player's personal finances because that's their personal business but of course you know in terms of the structure of the club Matt will have to make a difficult decision whether you go over and above your wage structure or you keep your best player yeah I think um, I think Matt, Matt was right I think you've got. He's only been in charge of what a couple of weeks, week, and he needs to he needs to put his foot down because if he gets walked all over by Lyle Taylor by submit, you know, submitting to all these demands, he's going to have a few more players knock on his door. I know that. So, I think if he if he feels that what he's offered Lyle is, which he did say it's gone above the model, above the budget, or not the budget, the above the model in quote. Um, He's obviously going to get a quite a lucrative deal in, in comparison to other players. So, if that's the best that we can do, then fine. And you know that is down to Lyle whether he accepts it or not. I mean, and that's just the way football is. I mean, like Tom says, I agree. You know, if he's got, he's probably got one big one big payday, and so be it. Like, you know, crack on. You know, it's not the first; it won't be the last. So, um, but yeah, I just I'm like Tom, just want it all sorted. 
Um, but yeah, I agree. He's Matt because if if Matt comes in and just goes spending willy nilly, I mean he's from the get go he's not really doing a great job because he's come in and said he's a custodian. He wants to he's looking out for the best interests of the club. It's an investment. You don't just throw money away just because it's football. Mm. You still got to be a bu- you've know, got a business acumen. So um, yeah, I agree with him. I agree with him totally. And now it's down back to Lowell. Now if he goes, he goes. He stays. He stays. Mm. Um, when, when the story came out the other day, um, it came through Richard that. The, the contract offer was was withdrawn and the club were open to listening to offers now obviously story i mean stories don't come from nowhere i mean that that's either come from an agent from the ownership or from it's come from somewhere so um obviously we don't know who's putting that out but now matt's come out and said that lyle's not for sale you know if, if, if he doesn't sign a new contract then we'll keep him to the end of the season then he'll go um we don't know if that's hardball or not you know or, or how it's going to work and like I said, we don't know exactly where it came from. And and there was a, a bit later on in the press conference where Matt said, look, if a ridiculous offer came in that could you know, help fund the football club for years and years, then, then maybe it'd be a slightly different story. But, I mean, as it stands, if we can't get him to sign a deal, um, you know, what's more important now? Four million or whatever the, the offer that comes in? Or is it staying in the championship? It's staying in the championship for me. I think that Lyle, if he does stay beyond January, would still give his all in a Charlton shirt because that's just the sort of player he is. He's obviously our sort of talisman and, and, and big striker. You know, he's our, he's our key man. So having someone of like him in the squad is, is obviously going to sort of increase our chances of staying in the division. But at the same time, as Tom said, like you don't want any sort of negative sort of harmony going into the squad because we sort of pride ourselves on having a, a really good dressing room and and you know the, the team bonding is yeah, just redecorated yeah. as well that's lovely actually. there you go exactly so <laughs> the more money uh, <laughs> so you, you don't want anyone to sort of upset that harmony especially coming into a key point of the season where we're going to need to start picking up results and on, on the run we've been on with the you know with the one win at bristol city we're going to have to we try and claw ourselves back up the league you want everyone to be on the same page and i, I don't see why lyle taylor wouldn't be um if a if a big offer comes in for him that's going to help us fund a replacement potentially then yeah I can I can understand letting him go but because he's at such a latter stage of his contract with us any fee we get is probably going to be minimal and then you you argue the case whether it's worth taking the minimal fee that we probably can't reinvest to get someone of the same quality as Lyle and risk you know losing out on his goals and what he brings to the team and potentially denting slightly our chances of staying in the championship Mm. I mean obviously Tom the keeping Lyle was one of ESI's sort of aims uh, and if that doesn't end up the case I mean it's a difficult one you, I mean, you can't necessarily go out and say oh you failed there because Lyle Taylor's so important because and we could, because of the of the various circumstances within it so it, it's, it's an interesting sort of one of the first tests of uh, of, of Matt Saffle's metal and, and ESI's metal yeah I don't think they ever could have come in and taken over the club and said our aim is to get rid of him or we're not that fussed about whether we tie him down so I think they had to say look we want to keep him because why wouldn't you, given the player he's been for us? On the other hand, no player's bigger than a club and he, he is an expendable asset. And if we can get the right money for him, you know, Bond scoring goals when he, when he's not injured. Um, and if we, we've got goals coming through midfield as well, and if we can use that money to bring someone else in up front, I, I don't think it's the end of the world if he was to leave. Um, so it's a difficult one. But as I say, when they came in, they pretty much had to say, look, we're going to try and keep him because... That's what you want to do. And you also want to tell other clubs, you know, look, we're not going to roll over and just hand hand him to you. Let's not forget that it was Roland that turned down the offer when, when bids came in before because they felt it wasn't acceptable. So I'm sure there will be offers for him this month. It's about looking at those offers, seeing if they they work for us and for the player and then making that decision. But as I think we've all said now, it's a case of just getting it done sooner rather than later because the transfer window, you know, it's already, you know, what are we, a week and a bit in? Um and the quicker this is done, the quicker we know who we need to bring in and replace. So um, for me, it's just a case of, of getting it sorted now and moving on, whichever way that is. Yeah, Craig uh, tweets in saying, I think all the quite harsh and combative, you know, he wants out, get rid of him comments towards Taylor are really just an outpouring of hurt of uh, losing him. A bit like a nasty breakup, except I don't, uh, I doubt he will go with Millwall to get one up uh, on us. But yeah, there, I mean, there has been a lot uh, this week. I mean, do remember, he is still our player. 
And, you know, if he leaves at the end of the season, then he's fulfilled his contract. And I really don't think it, do, it would help anyone if, if we start slagging him off while he's still here. Um, but obviously, that's uh, each to their own. Uh, when it comes to that one, Phil says, after uh, guys, after today's press conference, hopefully all the speculation can now stop and people can be assured that good times are coming. Boya on a five-year deal, uh, free bids for permanent signings, a 15 million upgrade on the training ground. Wow, it's all uh, very exciting. Yeah, there's still plenty of other things that have come out of the uh, press conference today that we still... Uh, need to talk about and I guess one of the main things that one of the biggest questions uh, for Matt Southall today is why why Charlton what is it that attracted Matt and uh, his excellency Tanun Namir and Jonathan Heller uh, to the Valley so he was asked that today um, you know the, the the main question really why why have you turned up at the Valley I said the other day in my interview it's a club that's got a lot of her- heritage um, it's obviously been promoted back to the championship which was obviously a lot more attractive for us than in League One. Um, we knew about the fan base. We, we knew about the history of the club. Uh, we didn't realise exactly how passionate the fans were, obviously, until the announcement came out. Um, but, yeah, you know, he's got the foundations to, to go on to be a, a really, really successful club. You know, we've got a great infrastructure, a great young manager, um, a great director of football. Um, they've done a great job up until now, you know, finding the likes of, you know, bringing Lyle Taylor in, Macaulay Bond. We've got a great academy system, you know, Steve Avery down there. You know, continually, year after year, bringing in players, you know, that are playing in our first team. Uh, we're enjoying them, you know. They do, they do move on, you know. But that's, as I said in my interview, it's part of the model. So yeah, for us, it was you know, when, I, when I sat down with the board. Uh, and I identified this and, and I, I laid out to Tanoon uh, and, and Jonathan Heller uh, just the, the endless opportunities for the club. You know, they bought into it straight away, being in a, Lon- a London location. Um, yeah, so, yeah. Tanoon's a figure, obviously, we've read a little bit about, but probably we don't know as much as we'd like. Can you tell us a bit more about the sort of character he is, how much he likes football, how much he's watched Charlton? Yeah, he, as you've seen from his social media, you know he gets behind the team. Um, he oversees a lot of businesses. He oversees over sixty businesses. All of them are successful. You know, from energy development, um, obviously being based in the Middle East. Uh, he's seen what's gone on with you know, the likes of Manchester City uh, and the project that's gone on there. And I think for him, he's kind of. He's seen that and he, he wants to do it. You know, you've seen, you've seen his videos, you've seen his tweets. He, he gets behind... With football, everybody kind of has a love for football, you know, and it's, it's no different for him. So, yeah, he, he's passionate. Um, from, from the conversations I've had with him, uh, and told him about the club, obviously, he's done, his, he's done his own research into the club. You know, he is quite knowledgeable about the club. Um, and yeah, so he's he's really excited to get behind this project. Well, um, you've asked for all the fans to come back after yeah. after the relationship turns sour with Roland. Are there any guarantees or insurances you can give to those fans that it won't happen again, or or, or there'll be a falling out between board and fans, or, or the or the relationship between the fans and the board will go sour, similar to how we did with Roland? There's no guarantees in life. You can't you can't make any guarantees. What I what I would say is, you know, I've been open and transparent from the outset. Uh, I've been visible. Um, I've been at all the games. Um, I will make decisions down the line that I feel are in the best interest of the club going forward. However. The fans or whoever may not feel that's that's a, that's a situation, but if I feel you know, I'll sit down with my board, with His Excellency, with Jonathan Heller. You know, if it's a footballing matter, I'll sit down with Lee. Uh, you know, let's take Lyle as an example. If someone came along and offered a ridiculous amount, then I would sit down with Lee and say, "Listen, this is a businessing, this is a business decision. However, I want your input." And then it's down to me and Lee to kind of go, well, you know, he's obviously going to say, I want Lyle to stay. But ultimately, I need to look at the long-term stability of the club. So fans might not like it, but ultimately I will sit here and I will say, this is a decision and I feel this is right for the club. And that's, you know, if 
that, as long as I do that and I can kind of say this is why I feel it's, it's, it's justifiable, you know, if the relationship... I can't say where the relationship's going to go. All I can do is do my best to be open and transparent. You know, I try and engage. I've got meetings with the supporters trust lined up, the local council. You know, reconnecting with the community is something that is so high on my priority list. You know, the disconnect between the fans and the previous owners, you know, it, it, was, it was obvious to see. You saw the protests, etc. No, nobody wants that. You know, we're here to move the club forward. You know, we want to be successful and we want to do it together. The fans, the team, the board, you know, as a collective, because ultimately moving as one is better than moving as three or four. So there we go, Matt. Southall talking about the reason uh, ESI chose Charlton, talking about reconnecting with the community, of course, which he, he mentioned quite a lot during his interview with Ollie the other day as well. Um, I mean, th- there's not too often you could say in that press conference he said the wrong thing. He's, he's saying all the right stuff. I mean, and that's got to be a, a, a real positive for, for the supporters. Yeah, it is. Um, but not only is he, you know, he's saying the right thing. He started things, from, in my opinion anyway, I think he's done the right things. He's said about Bo's contract, which long term, which I think everyone agrees with. The thing about Lyle I agree with. I don't, there might be some that disagree, but... Um, like I said on Sunday, I think sometimes you can come into a club and give quite a lot of empty promises and empty words, but that, that, that's, does, that's that's what we need to worry that, about. That, I mean, yeah, of course. I mean, and and he knows that. I think Matt knows that. You know, fans have had their have had their concerns and stuff, but only time will tell. But you can only judge you can only judge him on what he's doing at the moment and say in a year's time. But the plans that he's got, I feel I feel a lot more clarity with the last week or so than I ever had when Roland was here and even when Katrine was here. So you had, what, the Roland one, you had that one with him and Richard Moe at, at the beginning and that, I don't know, something just seemed a bit iffy, but you had to give him time and then that didn't turn out very well, did it? But I think, yeah, I, I think he's doing the right things. He's, he, he's knowledge as well. I mean, even in the in the interview with Ollie, um, yeah, he's probably done his research, but he's mentioning things, but, you know, Aaron Henry played and he, he said, you know, it was John Joe and Conch before and it's things like that and we we was at full foot one stage. You never hear Roland come out of anything like that. Mm. So you've got to, like, give him his credit a little bit. He is showing an interest. He comes to the game. Some people might have seen a video when he was celebrating there with his little girl and that. You know, he's he's really getting involved and it's nice to see. So mm. both well, I think. Yeah, um, obviously... You know, we we spent the the majority of the show concentrating on Matt because he was he was front and center here at the Valley today, uh, and spoke well. But of course, you know, he's he's not the big the the big cheese behind it. That's His Excellency Tanun Namir. You know, we, we we've seen as I've said, he loves he loves his Instagram. I've described <laughs> him as a as an influencer. Um, he he does post some funny stuff on Instagram. The owner, I think Matt said that he hopes to get into a game by the end of the month, which which is surely positive. Uh, Timsey says that Tanun sounds like a right lad. Uh, I mean, he likes his football, according according to Matt. Um, we we want to know more about him. I think that's fair. I'd like to know more about him because I, I'd like to know. You know, he talked about Matt talked about him wanting to do a Man City, uh, which which I mean, that's an incredible thing to hear. And again, you know, we'll, let's see what happens in three or four years. But when when you don't know who it is, that that's something that's it's interesting. And hopefully, we'll get to know him a bit more over the course of the next few weeks or months. Yeah, as um, as Matt said, if they're, if they're trying to get him down here for for a game before the end of the month, that'd be good. Whether they get him on a show, yeah, get him on the show. Why not? We should do a Charlton Live to Noon special. Maybe he'll fly us out there. That'd yeah. be fun. I'll be it? up for that. I'll be up for that. Yeah. yeah. No, it'd be good to. Um, it would be good to sort of get him to a game, maybe like something at pitch side, and and just to hear more from him because, as you say, we, we see all the Instagram stuff and that, and that's uh, really refreshing as well. And he's obviously taking the time out to do that which is which is great and I think Matt said he looks after 60 other businesses um, so he's finding time to do that when Roland couldn't even mm. what are we 2% of his time yeah. so it's, it's a weird thing I mean when, when, when the ownership is like what Roland was then him not being here was a big problem because there was issues and he was not here dealing with it and his person who was here dealing with it was a bit of a disaster um, if Tanoon comes to the next match and then we never see him again but Matt is here and keeps everything ticking over nicely no one will really care that's the interesting thing. I mean, it, a lot of it will depend on, on how, how he runs the business. But, it, you know, he, he'll need to have a bit of a grasp over what's going on and hope that Matt, Matt 
is a safe pair of hands as well because I mean, Matt's not run a football club before. This would be a very interesting time for him personally and a big challenge for him as well. Yeah, and um, you know he's he's he said he's gonna he might make mistakes and he's probably gonna make a few decisions that we that we don't like at some point. But he said he's gonna be open and that's and that's all we can ask for. Before it was sort of the the sort of dishonesty and and not really knowing what was going on and also the fact that. Roland was sort of would just stay in Belgium and, and things would just happen and he would never really get involved and and when he did get involved it would be some ridiculously worded statement on a on a website and and it was just it it was just sort of a PR disaster every time he did get involved so I'd, I'd like to think that you know Matt is gonna obviously he's gonna be learning on the way because as you say he's not he's not worked sort of in this in this industry before but he's got good people like Steve Gallon around him that are obviously going to help and and uh, Jonathan Heller will obviously be helping as well I imagine and and he's got a good stable team uh, the coaching side with Lee Bowyer someone that he trusts and obviously sees the future of Charlton as as Lee Bowyer so the the foundations are there you know when when uh, when Roland came in it was sort of topsy turvy from the off and you could see that they didn't really have a huge amount of, uh, amount of faith in Chris Powell where this seems to be the complete opposite you know they've come in and they've offered him a, a, a bigger deal than all of us expected and, and it's and it's all really positive so I think yeah I think it's really exciting times yeah Dave Boy says absolute scenes on toast inject it you love to see it in any other footballing term that you can think of Simon says just another quiet non-news trouble live show this evening eh you know seriously though Matt uh, this all looks and sounds so promising Vital Charlton uh, said I loved what I heard in that press conference earlier sounds like everything will be moving in the right direction nice and sensibly uh, just the way it should be. So excited for the future uh, bring on Saturday. Right, we're going to have a quick break here on Charlton Live. We're still going to talk about the transfer uh, targets or business that, that, that's going to happen in the next month. We'll hear from Steve Gallen uh, on that and we'll also talk a little bit about Conor Gallagher and of course we'll look ahead to Saturday's home game with West Bromwich Albion. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, Relax and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow wherever you are. Tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Cullen trying to take his man on. Chip ball back across, Bowers there, pisses there, Bowers with a header, and it's John! Yes! 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 Oh, he's got Oh, Patrick Barr! The absolute German beauty! Woo! Dreamland! Charlton have scored! With seconds remaining! We've done it, Tom! Guess it! Come on! What a time Let's to be here, here at Wembley! So welcome back. This is Charlton Live. It's the big match preview. It's a special show as we look back at today's uh, press conference. Matt Sample's first press conference as the Charlton Athletic Chairman uh, discussing his plans for the well, the, the foreseeable future, including Lee Bowie's contract, Lyle Taylor's situation. Obviously, we're in January, so another big important part of what happens next is the transfers. Now, um, uh, Steve Gallen, uh, interesting. I noticed that Matt called him the Director of Football um during the press conference today i don't know if anyone picked up on that I, I don't know if that was just a slip of the tongue or if he is going to be given that role who knows but it was an interesting little nugget that i picked up there but um so steve was there obviously he's uh you know head of recruitment uh d- done such a fabulous job uh alongside lee bay with such little funds um over the the course of the last 18 months now that might change a little bit you know it's talking about there's, there's money to spend now, which is not something that would be useful. Steve Gallen uh, was in the press conference today, so he was probably the best person to talk about the potential of transfers coming in uh, over the course of the next month. Okay, so we're trying to bring some players in and uh, 
we've been we've been active. You know, already we brought Andre Green in on loan, but we've made put a few bids in for maybe up to three other players in the last week. Sorry, Steve, are they loan signings you're talking about? Permanent. Sorry, yep. Permanent, yeah. And so, of course, you know, we're not daft. We're we're near the bottom of the league, but it's not what we're thinking about. We're not thinking. Oh, we better get this lad and that lad in to stop us getting relegated. I looked out. I looked out on the pitch there the other day, and I see Johnny Williams training, and 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 Tom Hemmer training, and Chuck Sanike back training, and Jake Forster Kasky back with the group. And then I looked over to the side and see Josh Cullen and Erhan Ostuma as well back out there on the pitch. Now these are good players, and these will help Lee unbelievably. I think our job, me and the chairman in particular now, in this next week and two and three up to the end of the window, is to try and strengthen that even more. So them guys coming back and add some permanent signings and possibly a loan signing to that as well. So we are we are working on it. It's not that easy. I think if you have a look around at the whole division, the whole of the championship, there's not loads happening right now. You get a flurry sort of at the start, and we did. We, we had Andre right at the start on the first day. We were very close to signing another player just a few days ago, but just for whatever reason that dropped out. And we're working on two or three targets right now. Is it two or three, Steve, you're looking, or is it more? I'll be honest, I won't lie to you. At times, there's like 10 targets to get three. And, that, and that's how it works. And so I won't tell you right now, we will have three lads in next week or the week after or the week after that. But certainly, there's a few areas of the team that we want to strengthen to help Lee, to help Lee and the boys. And we'll be doing our utmost to, to get them. So there we go, Steve Gallen. Um, positive sounds coming out of his mouth there, talking um, about, you know, hoping to, to get free in. But obviously, he's not going to promise anything, but he's hoping to get free in, Tom. Uh, clearly, we need investment. Not not because, you know, we haven't got the quality in the squad. I think we've got a fair bit of quality in this squad. It's just, unfortunately, they're all, they're all lying on the treatment table. So we, we need help. We need to stay in the championship. That's the most important thing. Yeah, hundred um, percent. So it's refreshing to see. I think I've seen it spoken a lot of places over the last few days about how the young lads have handled the Christmas period. I think they've done themselves absolute credit and done the club absolute credit. Um, the performances that I've seen uh, over the past few weeks, they, they've given everything. Um, but you're right; they can't do it week in, week out. And I think one of you guys said on Sunday's show about you know Carlin. Um, it's just happened too many times with young players so we need people in who can come and supplement the, the team that are as you say currently lying on the treatment table I know a few of them are hopefully back at the weekend which is a good start um, obviously Williams and Heme got a few minutes last week as well so yeah I think look, despite what I said about Lyle being out and Macaulay Bond scoring goals we still need a striker because Bond's injured and we don't know what's happening with Lyle so I think we need to bring someone in up front I think we still need a little bit more cover uh, in the wide areas of midfield. I think the centre of that midfield is probably okay. I know at the moment it's not because of injuries, but I think once they're back, I think that'll be all right. So I think wide players, someone up front, and then maybe a, a full-back as well, mm. um, just as a bit of cover. Um, so they would be the three, if it is three players, they would be the three areas I'd target, but maybe even a couple of strikers, because Hemed, I want to give him some time, and I, but we don't really have time. You know, where we are in the league at the moment, we need to have players that can hit the ground running and, how much time have we got to really let him bed in? So, yeah, it's exciting. As you say, hopefully there's a little bit more money now uh, than there would have been. Um, and with Steve Gallen still kind of selecting and, and headhunting, you'd have to imagine the players we get in are going to be decent players because he hasn't really put a foot wrong so far. Yeah, he mentioned that there was one that, that, that came close and, and then seemed to get away. Uh, I mean, I, I don't know exactly who they're talking about. There's that defender from, from Sheffield United, Keen Bryan, and then there's uh, Armand Nangele at Blackpool, who we were sort of heavily linked with. Nangele, uh, Matt Scrafton at the Blackpool Gazette said said we were in for him, but now he, he, saw, he seemed to imply the price was too high for us, and we don't know if that's a case of we think they've overpriced him or... We don't have the money. We don't know because we don't know what this, this new lot spending power is yet. They've talked a big game, but obviously they haven't, they haven't been able to buy anyone yet because it's still too early for, for that to have happened. Um, and uh, the, the the defender, you, you say, from, from Sheffield United, I don't, I don't know too much about him either. I don't think he's played too often. So, I mean, it's too hard. It's hard to sort of sum up how well you think they've done in the transfer market so far because we're about four days in. So it's, it's, a bit, it's a bit of a tough one, but it'll be interesting to see what happens for the rest of the month. Yeah, well, I mean, <clears throat> tried getting Andre Green in the summer, couldn't afford him, got him this month. So they are, they've got a little bit more power than we did. Mm. Um, I think 
yeah, with, with an Angelo thing, if it, I don't know if it is like you say, but if it is in terms of money, you go in there with a, you know, Steve will go. This is what I think will be a fair price, and I think when when you get taken over, naturally other people put other zeros on it, like Matt said. Um, but I think even though Matt's not been a chairman or a board level, remember he has been a football agent, so he knows how to negotiate and he knows he knows the coup when it comes to dealing with players, um, deals and finances. So I think Matt would know whether or not they're trying to take the mickey a little bit. And as as much as Nangela is a good player, you don't want to overspend. I mean, why go and overspend on someone that, you know, not not it's not worth it. I know we're short of the striker department, but... Like you said, we've got some injuries there. And what you don't want to do is over-inflate the squad so when everyone's fit, all of a sudden you've got a problem with people not getting games and paying for people just to sit on the bums. Like Winston Bogard, remember him from Chelsea? So you don't want to do it. Or Corey Gibbs, but he was injured, to be fair. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so it's it, it's hard. it will be hard to judge in this window because January's always an over-inflating and it's a panic window, especially towards the end. Um but if we get three players like we did and it helps us, you know, it supplements the squad and we stay up, then you can judge it then. And, but I think give give them another, uh, give them a summer, I would say. I think mm. January's a crazy month because people just want more money because otherwise they've got to go and then find someone else. And people are only available if people are willing to part with the money, which usually are extraordinary amounts mm. and probably very overpriced. Yeah, Carl Eburn on the forum says, the new Man City official doesn't bode well for you boys in three years' time. The show will be presented by Richard Keyes and Gary Lineker. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't think Richard Keyes could have your seat, Nathan. I think I think that's a safe one. <laughs> oh, cheers, mate. I'll take that as a compliment. Yeah, thank you. And, uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I'm, 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 another thing that actually that's just been well pointed out by, by Timsey, which we haven't been able, I mean, we haven't been able to use the entire press conference, otherwise we wouldn't have any time to do some talking ourselves, but uh, there, there was conversation uh, about about Matt um, arranging for Bayer to go meet a player uh, this week, which is which sounds again sounds positive. Um, we don't know who that player is at all. We know that Matt was had a meeting with the Peterborough guy, didn't he? The chairman <laughs> yeah. of Peterborough, but apparently they're mates. So again, we don't know if that if that's in line with that. But you know, it, it sounds good that I mean, the, these are the sort of things that Bo would want to hear, aren't they, Lewis? Like get get arranging stuff. Yeah, exactly. And it's it's like um, like Bo said, he's they went and that met that player yesterday, and the reason that happened is because Matt made it happen. So. It's um, yeah, it's interesting. Obviously, we know we need we need reinforcements in January. It'd be it would be ridiculous to to not think that. But as Nave said, like we've we've got to sort of sort of keep it sensible because naturally people are going to start chucking the uh, chucking the zeros on the prices and stuff. So I don't yeah I don't really know what the link is between. Uh, uh, Darren McAntony and uh, seems to be mates apparently. Yeah, I think, it seems I think like Matt Self was. Uh, for, a former youth footballer, I think he's. I think he's known he's like an agent as well, wasn't he? So he's known people yeah. within the game. So he must have just become yeah, incredible that, negotiation yeah. skills if he can get Ivan Tony for yeah. a couple of lattes and a biscuit. <laughs> <isn't it? laughs> incredible. <laughs> well, worth every penny if he if he can do that. Um, right. Obviously, uh, something else that's come up, and I think has probably concerned fans quite a lot over the last few days, is the situation with Conor Gallagher. Uh, I've seen notes the Daily Mail linked him with uh, Burnley and then Norwich. I mean, Rich had quotes. Uh, I think from Bo saying that, that we didn't think that was going to happen, but then it came out again today, the Norwich link. So Steve Gallen again asked about that, just a short little clip, but uh, this this gives you the the latest on whether Conor Gallagher may or may not be uh, recalled by Chelsea to be sent out elsewhere. OK, I think the first thing to say is, what a good player. Conor Gallagher, we're so, we're so pleased with how well he's done. Chelsea have been superb to us in lending him to us. It is a season-long loan. We've had different people from Chelsea come in the last few months and they are very, very pleased with his progress and, and, and we are too. And so we want to keep him to the end of the season. Of course, it's, uh, he's Chelsea's player and uh, there's, a, there's a recall inside of January so they can call him back. They've not indicated to any of us that they will do that. And so, of course, I've seen also little you know, bits in the, in the papers about clubs being interested in, but I'm not really surprised at that. As far as we're concerned... He's going to stay with us, and I think Lee would be unbelievably keen to keep him with us. That's what we want to hear, isn't it, Tom? That's that. That's that's what we're hoping is going to be the case. Obviously, it's a little bit it's out of our control. I mean, there are loanies that we want to get rid of. I dare say. I mean, I imagine poor Berem Kyle because of his injury record. Hopefully, we'll be able to get rid of him and and get someone else into Philly's slot. But you know, with Connor, you know, he's been integral to us. He's played every game, and that's what Chelsea surely want. They want someone who's going to go out there and play as much as possible to get his, you know, to to to, to get his experience. Yeah, I don't necessarily see what he would get at, at loan at another Championship club that he wouldn't get with us. Um, 
okay, he could be playing with better players, but we've still got to play against a lot of players, which is a good challenge for a player of that level. He's playing with good players here. Um, and he's playing under a manager who is not only giving him game time, but making him a better player. And you can see that from the day he came in to now. And was, was one of Europe's best in that position as well. Exactly. I think I think he has dropped off slightly in recent weeks, but I think that's down to the injuries. And as you say, being forced as a 19-year-old to play week in, week out. And I think since some of the senior players around him have dropped off, he's looked a little bit more lost in that midfield. But he's clearly a very talented player and he's been a massive part of what we've done in, in this season, particularly that first first half of where we're up to, um, so the first quarter of the season. So for me, it makes sense to stay here, certainly from our point of view, but for Chelsea as well, um, because of, of what we're offering him. And at the end of the season, they're going to get back a far better player than they gave to us. Um, and that's what you want when you send a player out on loan. So, yeah, it all sounds pretty positive. Uh, again, until the uh, window shuts on uh, the end of January, you're still going to be kind of hoping. But, um, yeah, uh, it sounds pretty positive from, from the way Steve was talking. Right, this is uh, the big match preview. We probably ought to preview a big match at some point. So with six minutes left, let's start to turn our attention to West Brom. It's been a, it's, it's been a fascinating day here at the Valley. There's so much to talk about that came out of that press conference. And I dare say we'll still be talking about it on Sunday as well. But you know, we're looking ahead to West Brom. Obviously, only just played them last week in the FA Cup. Um, a very young side, Nathan. Unlucky, perhaps, to, to lose 1-0. <laughs> mm. uh, hit the crossbar towards the end, didn't we? Yeah. Um, obviously, West Brom had their chances as well. They made 11 changes mm. themselves, but they were bringing in the likes of Gareth Barry, Charlie Austin, you know, quality uh, experienced players and we were bringing in sort of young un- untested players because we know very much the situation in the squad um, Johnny Williams came back Tama Hemed came back uh, f- for some minutes there both be on the bench Jake Forster Kasky by the sounds of it is going to be on the bench on Saturday look it's going to be a stretch especially because you know as, as of time of recording we ain't signed anyone else to fill the squad which Bayer said he hoped would happen because we need the bodies it's going to be a tough one we're still in that period where we need to just try and ride this storm as best we can if we get a point if we get free brilliant if we don't just put it down to the fact that we need to just tick over just tick over until we can get those reinforcements in yeah of course i mean usually we always say we prefer playing teams that come at us which west one will play even though they're away they're they're not going to sit behind the ball against us uh, the only thing i'm worried about is we haven't like so lack of players but not only the lack of personnel is the lack of pace so we don't really we're unable like we did on on Sunday, we we're unable to play on the break sort of thing because we haven't got that many. Where we had Aleko before mm. or Eli, we haven't really. I got guess that be, uh, Andre Green, I guess, will be the one I mean, that you hope now, to fill yeah. that role. Yeah, and uh, I'm really excited to see mm. him play. Yeah, I mean, he he did look sharp. He did look uh, sharp on Sunday. Be interesting if he how he plays because I mean, when he was at Preston, he didn't get in the team because they didn't play. They used to play inside forwards. We used to come inside a lot more. Um, so and he was he was struggling to sort of adapt to that sort of way of playing. So it'd be interesting if we're going to play a flat four like we tried the first half on Sunday, or if he's going to go up top, because which I would imagine he'll have to because you can't. It's not really fair on Josh Davison playing up there on his own. So it'll be it'll be C. But like you say, at least we've got someone in mm-hmm. in the building. Yeah, and the potential Lewis to bring the lights to Johnny Williams off the bench. I mean, that'd be a huge. If if, if we're one nil down with with twenty minutes left, and you can bring Johnny on, I mean, that'll give the entire crowd a lift at the very least. Yeah, definitely. You know, he's he's somebody that's impressed since he's come in. Start of the season, it's probably the best that he's played for a long time in his career. You know, he, he was getting a good run of games for the first time in ages, and he was really settling in. And, and it's just so unfortunate that he got injured. Uh, back at that Derby game so it's it's so important to get him back because we have looked a little bit lost up there without him and obviously losing uh, Ostuma probably what two or three weeks after we lost Johnny hasn't helped either so that position's been fairly vacant um, so yeah it's it's a boost to get him back and, and also Hemed as well really because we're, we're putting a lot of pressure on, on Josh Davison by the looks of it so although we weren't overly impressed with how Hemed started out here at Charlton it's an opportunity now for him to come in and and hopefully he's got a bit more fitness behind him because you know before he didn't really have much of a preseason, but he's obviously been training and getting back to back to fitness. So hopefully he's a bit sharper now. Mm. West Brom, I mean obviously they're going to come here. Them and Leeds are nine points clear of everyone else in the championship. We're five above the drop zone. They're clearly going to be favourites in this game. Although they're only winning their last five was against us in in the FA Cup, and that was a narrow one. If I'm going to clutch at those straws, um, we go into this game with probably very little expectation. And and that I'm not going to say that helps, but it, it might take the the pressure off a little bit for us, Tom. 
Yeah, I think there's going to be a good feeling around the place, obviously. Um, I expect numbers to be up. I mean, there's a f- obviously a few injuries coming back. And <clears throat> not only did we, okay, it, it took a last minute uh, penalty, but we, we handled ourselves at their place. And you look at the other big team that you mentioned, their leads when they came here. Okay, the side was, was different in terms of the players we had available, but did a job on them. So uh, you're right, expectation-wise, I'm not expecting us to go out there and win, but we've shown this season that we're capable of getting those sort of results. So I wouldn't be surprised to leave here with a result. Um, so yeah, if we lose, you you kind of go, well, that's to be expected, but there's some more minutes into some key players' legs. And if we're able to get something, then then for me, that's a bonus going into to Preston away next week. So yeah, let, let's just see. I think it's going to be a, a much more... Uh, a harder fought game than than last weekend, obviously, given the nature of the the competition it's in. But um, I wouldn't rule us out, definitely not. Right, um, just a quick update on the twenty sixth of January. It's a Sunday. The women's team have been drawn at home to Chelsea uh, in the FA Cup uh, over at the Oakwood in Crayford. You need to pre-book your tickets if you want to go to that. It's an absolutely huge side, one of the biggest sides in Europe to uh, to, to draw. So tickets are going to be selling uh, selling online beforehand, and I think they're going to probably going to sell out. So if you want to go to that, make sure you do. Uh, the week before, the Charlton Live sponsored game for the women's team is against Blackburn as well. So make sure you come along to that as well uh, if you want to support the women's team. Right, uh, we haven't got time for predictions, so I'm just uh, going to assume you're all predicting a 4-0 win uh, so we're going to sign off it's been a it's been a really fascinating few days uh, at the valley culminating in a, in a press conference today um, don't forget to go and check out the full press conference we've given you a taste of it so far in this evening's uh, big match preview i hope you've enjoyed uh, what you heard uh, thank you to lewis to tom and to nathan for being here this evening Cheers, See you later. Much, love. Uh, much love to one and all uh, i've been louis mendes i hope you've enjoyed the show uh, we'll be back here on sunday to look back at whatever happens against west brom let's hope that it'll be three points get us back to winning ways here at the Valley. We'll see you later. are on a budget we still deserve nice things quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands they have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at 50 dollars, luxurious italian leather bags and so much more plus quince only works with factories that use safe ethical and responsible manufacturing get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with quince go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365 day returns